Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 416. I'm exhausted just thinking about how many times I've been yapping away over the years. Oh my goodness gracious. All right, so this is 416 episodes of Her. Now, this is the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her magnesium. Oh, you better know it's important. You know why? Because we brought in Chef Abby Gelman. Yes, it's our go-to chef, master's in nutrition. I mean, what can I say? Registered dietitian and certified chef. I mean, all wrapped up into one gorgeous woman. I'm just saying. And we just grabbed her because she's ours. And then it's going to be a terrific show. Before we begin, just know that this show is sponsored by Solaray Vitamins, S O L A R A Y Vitamins. Now, this one in particular is going to be talking about magnesium all through the episode. So, if you run on over to Solary Vitamins, you're going to see magnesium glycinate, magnesium citrate. It's all good things, magnesium. You know, when we're all done, you're going to understand how important this is. And Solaray has by far the standard of excellence in vitamins and nutrients. So run on over to solaray.com to learn more. And here's your first reminder to go run on over after the episode to hit iTunes and rate and review the show because we just love to hear from you. That's why. And it's important because we want to know that we're really hitting your knowledge spot here. And we want you to be able to take whatever information we share with you and apply it to your life so that you can optimize your own health and wellness. All right. It's time for her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. Chef Abby, it's so good to see you. Yes, you too. Thanks for having me. So you cooking up a storm? I see your little Abby apron and the whole thing. I mean, wait a minute. I think I smell something really good coming out of your kitchen. I've been cooking all all day. I love it. (laughs) Okay, well, listen. What I want to know more than anything else is, is there hope? Will people finally get it that cook is not a four-letter word, that going home and actually prepping and doing your thing is like a good thing? I mean, what do you think? I hope so. And we talk about this all the time. It doesn't have to be overwhelming. It can be really very basic, as simple as a pot of rice and a sheet pan of veggies and a couple pieces of fish that you throw in the oven, right? So simple, easy, quick, can still be delicious. Okay. Well, I just love it. And you know what we're going to be doing is talking about this all throughout the entire episode because I like to interweave a lot of the knowledge about you know vitamins and nutrients along with cooking and really appreciating the foods, the variety of foods. So we're talking today about magnesium and it's found in leaky greens and nuts and seeds and beans. But a lot of people may not understand why it's so terribly important. I think you and I really appreciate this. So one of the things I always remember with magnesium is B squared. 
and that is it's good for brain and body. And this includes your heart, blood sugar levels, mood. This is fantastic all the way around. So one of the things we want to talk about are some evidence-based health benefits of magnesium. Let's talk about biochemical reactions in your body. What does it do? Well, one of the things that people realize is that every single cell in your body actually has magnesium in it and needs it to be able to function. 60% of magnesium in the body occurs in the bone. That's why, for instance, I use, and you do too, the Solaray, what is it? The collagen bone complex. It all comes together and it also has magnesium in it. So I know that when I take the Solaray bone complex, then I know for a fact that I'm getting my magnesium. And while the rest of magnesium is found in muscles, soft tissues, fluids, blood. So what are some of the things it's really hot for? I mean, like what's it good? I mean, we're talking about 600 different biochemical reactions in the human body that we're aware of that require magnesium. And that includes energy creation, that's converting food into energy, protein formation, and that's creating new proteins from amino acids, gene maintenance. I feel like, you know, there's like a little garage out there for gene maintenance, like a little Jiffy Lube guy. And in this case, it's helping create and repair the very basis of our genes, and that's DNA and RNA. Muscle movements, muscle contraction and relaxation. You know how I learned about this the hard way? When my magnesium levels weren't the world's greatest. I don't know how I was screwing this one up. And I would do a lot of physical activity. And then what would I have? I'd end up having muscular spasms and charley horses. And it was all bad. The minute I replenished magnesium, all of that ended. So that was the hard way to learn that you need it for appropriate muscle movement and function. And finally, the nervous system regulates all the neurotransmitters. And these are the special messengers that carry these messages throughout your body and nervous system. So that's pretty cool. And oh, here's the bad news. 50% of USA adults get less than the recommended daily amount of magnesium. So, ooh, that's not a good thing. Let's kind of run real quickly on over to food for a minute. People are probably saying, magnesium, where the hell do you get that? So why don't you just sort of, you know, go to the food place and then we'll just keep coming back to more functions and evidence-based research on all things magnesium. So food, where is it? So the easiest, quickest, simplest way is to look at your nuts and your seeds. So pumpkin seeds or pepitas, you might see them in the store, chia seeds, almonds, pecans, walnuts, all of you know that group, especially the ones that I mentioned, have a really high amount of magnesium per serving. So you could sprinkle some pumpkin seeds on your salad or even over your grains, your side dish of grains. You could put chia seeds in your yogurt in the morning or in your smoothie. 
You can put obviously almonds in your yogurt, in your oatmeal. Again, you can put them in with whole grains. Those are very easy, straightforward ways. I could make it fancier, but this is the easiest, quickest way, right? So I throw a lot of that into my salad. Yep. Into soups. I just find any excuse to be able to kind of just sprinkle a lot of this around. And also I tend to add the chia and flax together because they have a lot of those packaged combinations. So I kind of get a double hit on this too. So the recommended daily intake for men is 400 to 420 milligrams per day. And for women, it's 310 to 320. And you can't get too much because most of you are just heard 50% of adults don't get anything. So it's important to kind of try to hit it as best you can. So I love the nuts and seeds right off the bat. And also, aren't those great for snacks? Absolutely. Handful of nuts, perfect for a snack on the go anytime, right? Just pair it with a piece of fruit. You have a banana or an apple or a, an orange with a handful of nuts. You know, you can't beat that. I love it. Okay. So that's one of the easiest ways to do it. I was surprised to see that cashews had some. Yeah. Which was kind of interesting. So almonds are my go-to and they're just delicious and they, they really tend to give me a real good sense of satiety but wow, cashews too. I don't really eat that many cashews, but I'll have to keep that in the back of my mind in the future when I see sort of more of a mixed raw nut kind of combination out there. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. You can also get a lot of those nut butters, right? I've seen a lot of the combination nut butters now. So it might have almond, cashew, and pecan or walnut and peanut and something else. But there's these really great, not just one type of nut butter, but kind of a blend of different ones. I think that that's, again, I'm one of those almond butter with cinnamon. You, you've heard me say this before. There's one particular brand out there that just does it for me. So that works for me, gives me a little extra something, something. And as you know, cinnamon also is very helpful in reducing blood sugar and the rest of it. And so also is magnesium. So you get a little bit of a double hit there. One of the things that many people have maybe already figured out is that magnesium may support better sleep. It's kind of a natural remedy for people who have sleep issues like insomnia. And that's because magnesium regulates, remember I said neurotransmitters? Well, several neurotransmitters involved in sleep, such as something called GABA, and that's gamma aminobutyric acid. So now that we've just given you a sciencey moment, here's another thing that's cool. There was um, one review in older adults with insomnia found that magnesium supplements lowered the amount of time it took people to actually fall asleep by an average of 17 minutes, which is actually a lot which is you know, very cool. And then there's another study of nearly 4,000 adults that linked increased intake of the mineral of this magnesium to improvements in sleep quality and duration. And yet another one, another study associated higher magnesium intake in women with a reduced likelihood of falling asleep during the daytime Oh, no wonder we like our magnesium. It's like, it's either that or, you know, like an entire pint of coffee. But sleep is kind of a cool thing. 
on the overall with magnesium. So for the supplements, that really works like there's no tomorrow. But I can pretty much guarantee you that if you're adding some of these foods as well, that this will also help. So what if I wanted to order, say, lunch or dinner? What's a really good entree that's going to help me get in a little bit more magnesium? And maybe this might surprise some people. Yeah. So I'll give you your perfect plate. Here we go. Perfect plate. We'll have a, a rice and beans, maybe black beans, a little brown rice. Put some sliced avocado on that maybe and have a piece of salmon, piece of roasted salmon, and maybe some leafy greens, some spinach or something there as well. So that's your full plate of all your healthy fats, your lean protein, your grains and your veggies, and all of that has magnesium. That's crazy. That's a magnificent magnesium meal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like totally MMM all the way around. I just love that. Oh my goodness gracious. You know, it's important when we talk about things like this, Abby, you know as well as I do that knowledge is power. Next time you sit there at a restaurant, say for instance, or at the grocery store and you're picking up food, you know, and you want to do the the right thing in terms of getting your nutrients and all the rest of it, then there you are already armed and dangerous with lots of information about the fact that, hey, magnesium's in so many excellent foods that are going to give you other benefits as well because you're getting your omegas from the salmon, say, for instance. At the same time, the leafy greens are giving us all kinds of vitamin B, which is so terribly important. We're getting potassium from avocado as well. So there's all this great stuff. And if you've been listening to the podcast in the past, all you little Herb podcast listeners, you know that adding all of this together is just giving you this optimized nutrition for health and well-being. And really, Abby, is it that hard to prepare and put it all together seriously, you know, in terms of cooking? I mean, I don't think so. But so again, I'm, I try to do everything in a, in a simple way because I cook all the time, obviously, but I don't want to spend hours in the kitchen when I'm getting dinner on the table, for example. So I'm with you on that one. Right. So I get <laughs> it. The salmon and cod, you can buy them in a freezer bag. It's maybe two pounds of fish, but each one is one serving individually wrapped. So you can pull out as many as you want at a time. Right. So if I'm having salmon tonight, this morning, I'll pull out two pieces, you know, one for me and one for my daughter, for example. And with a piece of fish, I usually just put it right in the oven, just put some olive oil, salt and pepper, put it right in the oven. Sometimes, depending on what we're doing, you know, maybe we'll add a sauce on there. She likes teriyaki sauce. Maybe I'll add lemon juice. Maybe we'll put some pesto, some pre made pesto on there. There's a lot of shortcuts available at the grocery store now, right? So you can buy all of those pre-made, pre-packaged to make it easier for you. And things like brown rice, you can buy frozen brown rice already cooked. So all you'd have to do again is stick it in the microwave. Canned beans, amazing source of magnesium, and they're canned, so they're ready to go anytime. I could go on and on about... No, we want you to because everyone's taking notes, you know, right and left and trying to figure this out. Now, you also have cookbooks. Tell us about your cookbooks so that instead of people frantically writing down every single word that you say, they can actually get your cookbook. So tell them about it. 
So if you go to chefabbygelman.com, I have probably 500 recipes and videos on there. I have a couple of cookbooks. One is the Mediterranean Dash Diet. So it's countries all over the Mediterranean from things like Spain and France and Italy to Northern Africa and Israel and Croatia, flavors from all of those different regions. But it's focused on the Mediterranean diet. So a lot of seafood, whole grains, fruits, veggies, all of that kind of thing. And everything in the cookbook is pretty simple, 10 ingredients or less, quick, easy, you know, for the most part. And then I have a Mediterranean cookbook that is for the Instant Pot. So if you like the Instant Pot, that... Yay, we love the Instant Pot. Oh, please, <laughs> just just throw things into it and walk away for a minute. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. And I love that cookbook, too, because exactly what you said. You just throw a bunch of stuff in and you walk away, and then you have dinner or breakfast or lunch or whatever the case may be. I just so don't trust what's coming out of restaurants these days and what's going on. There's just no, I, I, I would rather be someone who feels in control of what they're doing. And instead of always deferring to fast food, ugh, even if it's fast casual, something that is maybe a little healthier or back and forth, I still want to be able to control things as best I can. So the majority of the time I cook, and I just feel better about that. Plus, you also develop a really cool relationship with food, which is very nice because cook is a four-letter word for so many people out there now. It's just you in the microwave and whatever you picked up at 7-Eleven. Just kidding. But you know how it goes. So you're making it easier with the cookbooks. And also, when I've read the cookbooks and when I've done your recipes, it's just like super smooth to do. And I didn't have to figure, you know, I had, had to go to some culinary school to figure out what in the heck you're talking about. Well, let's kind of go on to something else really cool about magnesium. And of course, I mentioned before the solar ray bone complex, which is really important. And I absolutely love it. And that is the ability to be able to address bone health. Bone health is so terribly important. I do the collagen bone complete because it's got just about everything in it. And I take that on a daily basis and I feel better because bone health is something people don't think about a lot and they should. So magnesium is absolutely crucial. It's absolutely crucial for maintaining bone health and protecting against bone loss. After the age of, you know, 40, sure, you know, this isn't something that happens to someone who's 80. This happens all throughout life. It's really important to know that you're going to have to fight against bone loss. So 50 to 60% of your body's magnesium is actually found in your bones, as I might have mentioned earlier. And some studies associate lower levels of magnesium with a higher risk of osteoporosis, which you definitely don't want to get. And that's when your bones get very brittle and weak. So there was one study, and this was a three-year study with 358 people undergoing hemodialysis, which helps remove waste and water from the blood and people who have kidney disease, showed that those who consume the least magnesium experience three times more fractures 
the nose with the highest intake. There's another review of 12 studies linking high magnesium intake to increase bone mineral density in the hip and femoral neck. That's a, up above with your, your big bone, your long bone, and your, where your thigh is. Both areas that are extremely susceptible to fracture. So I think keeping that in mind, everything that you also talked about, Abby, in terms of good nutrition is also helping with this. What kind of calcium, which is also terrific for bone health, might we add to our magnificent magnesium meal? I love talking about bone health. I'm a dietitian, right? And I got a stress fracture in the neck of my femur last year. So it can happen to anyone. You know, I do this for a living and I still got a fracture. So I love yogurt. Everyday yogurt, that's an easy one to do to add to your your routine. I also like kefir, which is essentially a thinner version of yogurt. And I use that in my smoothies as the base quite often because it's another fermented beverage that is easy to use. If you are a dairy-free or have dairy allergies or lactose intolerance, you can eat leafy greens are a good way to get some calcium. I would just focus more on something like kale because spinach has oxalates in it, which actually prohibit your body from absorbing all the calcium that's available. So look more to like the kale, those types of leafy greens, but those are all some good go-to sources off the top of my head for all the calcium and that could go with the magnesium and the potassium. And the calcium is also found at solaray.com as well. So we've got the magnesium glycinate, magnesium citrate, and obviously we have, as mentioned before, the collagen bone complete. We're just trying to make sure that we get everything that we need because, gosh, I wish we could say we could get it all from the kitchen all the time. But you know how that goes. Woman makes plans, God laughs. So I just did a woman's version of the old saying, and there you are. But while we're at it, let's look at another really important benefit of magnesium, and that's heart health. Because, you know, when you mentioned salmon and the omegas, which are really heart healthy, well, magnesium plays a super important role in keeping your heart healthy and strong. So we've got studies that show the magnesium supplements can lower high blood pressure levels, which is very cool. And another study review linked high magnesium intake to a lower risk of heart disease, stroke, and high blood pressure. What's cool about that? Everything. And further, another review found that magnesium supplements improve multiple risk factors for heart disease, including triglyceride, LDL, which is the bad form of cholesterol. You want that underneath 100 for sure. HDL cholesterol, which is a good form. And in the best of all worlds, that's kind of skating around 60-ish. And systolic blood pressure levels, and that means the top number on your blood pressure. So if it's 120 over 80, it's the 120. And especially in those people with magnesium deficiency. So heart healthy, pretty cool. And how else could you make that magnificent magnesium meal 
even more heart healthy. See, I'm just piling it on here, Chef Abby. So we've got, you know, the salmon and the rest of it. What else could we do to make it heart healthy? Well, all the fruits and veggies, right? Now we're talking. All the fruits and veggies. So whether it's mango or apples or bananas or kiwi fruit, berries, all fruit has a variety of antioxidants and vitamins and nutrients, which helps with heart health and heart disease. And then Veggies, of course, same thing, whether it's leafy greens or onions or garlic or cucumber or whatever. I could go on and on. But they all have different contributions to lowering heart disease and heart health as well. Plus, all of them have fiber, which we love fiber for your GI and and just your body overall. Keep your regular. Keep your regular. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you want. Keep your regular. Okay. And speaking of being regular, you want to have a good, routine, healthy blood sugar level. And so magnesium helps with that too. What doesn't magnesium do? I mean, it's seriously one wonderful mineral that's just sort of, you know, rocking it right out of the ballpark here. So studies suggest that about 48% of people with type 2 diabetes have low blood levels of magnesium. And that obviously impairs the body's ability to regulate blood sugar levels. And so you want to be able to keep that up, especially if you're at risk for type 2 diabetes or if you're what we call the hemoglobin A1C, which is a blood test that tells us how much your own hemoglobin is kind of, well, sugared up is an interesting way to put it. And you want this to be as close to five as possible. That's a great number. But once you start hitting 5.7, that's pre-diabetic. And then six and over, rot row, now you're in trouble. So you want to be able to do everything humanly possible. Now, obviously, healthy lifestyle, healthy nutrition, dropping weight so that you're not obese, because that will obviously ramp up your your risk for type 2 diabetes. So research shows that people who consume more magnesium have a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. So keep that in mind. And in another review, magnesium supplements help enhance insulin sensitivity, which is really critical to blood sugar control. So what does that mean? Insulin is secreted when you have something like sugar on board or carbohydrate on board. And what you want is you want to have a very efficient insulin as a hormone to grab that sugar, process it as soon as possible. What happens in type 2 diabetes is you have insulin resistance, and so you're not having that effective metabolism taking place, and so your blood sugars rise because they can't be packaged and stuck where they're supposed to be stuck. So that's important. So if we're going back to the magnificent magnesium meal, how are we now going to even add in a little bit of support here for decreasing the risk of type 2 diabetes. What could we do in this one? Oh, goodness. There's so many options, right? Um. Well, you know, it's, it's all about trying to make certain, I would imagine, to eliminate processed and ultra-processed sugar from showing up, you know, in your meal somewhere along the line. Some people have the best of intentions 
and then drown their food in brown sugar or whatever else. And I think that that's super important. Yeah, even as simple as having an orange instead of a glass of orange juice. There you go. Right? So if you like juice, maybe consider cutting back on that. You don't have to say necessarily give it away 100% right away, but maybe cut back on that and then add in a clementine or an orange or something with that. Because when you eat the whole fruit, you're eating the fiber, you're eating all the other nutrients too, and that helps to not spike your blood sugar. Well, we're back to that fruit again. Remember the heart healthy? You're the one who said fruits and vegetables. Fruits and veggies. Right? So there's a beautiful way to do it. And we have a couple more to go that I think are cool. Now, one actually sort of segues off what I said about exercise. Magnesium may actually boost exercise performance. Hey, both of us are athletic. You do a lot of running and you lift weights and I'm a triathlete, so I do all kinds of crazy ass things. We're both looking to be able to get some, you know, a good experience from our exercise. So during exercise, you need more magnesium than when you're resting. That obviously depends upon the activity. I'm always joking that, you know, golfing is sort of a non-exercise. Just kidding. To all those golfers out there, I've just constantly, I razz them, don't I? I think it's mean. That's okay. I do. It's mean, (laughs) but I'll continue to be mean until whenever. Magnesium helps move blood sugar into your muscles and dispose of lactate which is something that builds up during exercise and causes fatigue. And so it's this component that is a byproduct of exercise. And you don't want too much of that up there. I'm sure that's what happened to me that day when I was getting all those extra Charlie horses and back and forth. So magnesium supplements are shown by research to be particularly beneficial for improving exercise performance in older adults and those with a deficiency in magnesium. I mean, one study of uh, over 2,000 women associated higher magnesium intake with increased muscle mass and power. That is critical because in older people, you're dropping muscle mass right and left And there's an age-related drop that takes place in your 60s. And even if you're an Olympian, it's going to happen somewhat. So you want a little extra money in the bank here, a little more wiggle room. And so you work very hard, build up your muscles, and then hold on to what you can even during that time in your 60s. So magnesium is very helpful. And so I think that that's also very important. So I'm thinking... For people who are looking to become fit and and to really optimize that, how could they now look at things like, oh, I don't know, like those protein shakes and what you throw into them and whatever, how could they add some magnesium there? Yeah. I mean, so before you exercise, I would say it could be as simple as having a banana with peanut butter, right? So you've got all magnesium and potassium and protein, carbs, all of that. And then after the smoothie that you're mentioning, you know, throw a handful of spinach in there, put some peanut butter or some almonds in there, put some avocado in there, maybe even some protein powder, depending on how you feel about that, but make it worthwhile, right? So we don't want to drink all of our calories, but there's a big difference between having a Gatorade or a a soda and having a smoothie with good, healthy, whole foods in it. So 
I actually put chia in my amazing in my smoothies, which really works for me. I'll also get my calcium from yogurt. There's just so many ways you could be able to continuously give yourself, provide yourself with minerals and nutrients throughout the day. One of the things I caution, especially women are so cute, they try to get it all at one time. Oh yeah, no. Just one Bread time, it out. You know, like yeah. one big ass meal or something. No, no, no. All through the day, it's just a little here, a little there. It all adds up so that you can really reap all the benefits of magnesium, of magnificent magnesium. And then finally, I've been talking about the body a lot with you, but how about the mind? You know, when I first read this research a while back, I was really blown away by what magnesium does with brain function and mood. It's interesting that lower levels of magnesium are associated with depression. And there's some really good science behind this. There was a study of over 8,000 people. And in this study, they found that those under age 65 with the lowest magnesium intake had a 22% greater risk of depression. And that's a lot. Whoa, that's interesting. And supplementing with magnesium may reduce the risk of depression as seen in other studies. There was another study that said taking 500 milligrams of magnesium daily led to significant improvements in the symptoms of depression in people with a deficiency. So they measured the magnesium to start with, and then they went ahead and did the supplementation. What's also cool is that yet another study actually found that utilizing magnesium decreased symptoms of not only just depression, but also anxiety. And so Again, you're kind of getting a mind body, or in this case, a brain body, the the B squares, benefit when you're doing this magnificent magnesium meal that you keep enhancing here to include all of these benefits of magnesium. I think a lesson from what you have said is that it's not that hard. You just have to have enough information. You address this in your cookbooks. Yeah. I know you say it all the time. Knowledge is power, right? So if we know that we need magnesium and we have a handful of foods that we know we like that supply magnesium, great. There's our go-to list. We know to always have those in the house and we can kind of work our way through our day. But habits, you know, I like to talk about hacks to habits. So if the hack is putting chia seeds in your yogurt or in your smoothie or on your oatmeal, then your habit becomes putting chia seeds on those items, right? So think of it that way and just doing things over and over again, it becomes pretty normal, pretty fast. I have another great little snack I love, which is edamame. Oh yeah. And so believe it or not, edamame, it has magnesium. And you've told me this in the past yet another way to be able to pull this off. You know, I throw pumpkin seeds, for instance, into my salads. I love to be able to do that along with other nuts. And one of my other brain nuts is walnuts. Now, walnuts are not high in magnesium. There's something I love to say, and that is there's a reason why walnuts look like your brain. And that's because they're magnificent brain food. And they have healthy fat and some protein, which really works. And let's not forget our other little fishies here. It's not just salmon, 
but it's also halibut. Halibut. Yeah. Now halibut's one of my favorites. I was so surprised to see that there was magnesium in, in halibut and it was like not bad. And it I think it's about the same amount as you find in salmon. So there's another way to be able to enhance your magnificent magnesium meal. Exactly. For those of you who don't go for the salmon, you can always go for the halibut. So I think we pretty much covered enough information here to make it dangerous out there and to know that, yeah, you can cook easily. You've got resources like Chef Abby's books and her recipes, over 500, good Lord, if you run on over to Chef Abby's website. And then at the same time, look at all the wonderful health benefits of this magnificent mineral. Please do me a favor, check it out. Learn more if you want to. But we gave you the absolute basics, and this was all evidence-based science. So I want you to keep that in mind. So Chef Abby, once again, a terrific episode on all things magnesium. Thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom and your recipes. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And a shout out to our wonderful sponsor, Solaray Vitamins. Run on over to solaray.com and you'll read about the magnesium glycinate, citrate, collagen bone complete, calcium citrate, just everything that you need to be able to fill in those nutritional gaps because, honey, you know that they're there. I know, I know. You've heard me say this so many times. We try to get in all of our food. Yes, I hear you loud and clear. However, that being said, it doesn't always happen so perfectly. And at the same time, take your multiple vitamin. That'll just fill in all the gaps. And the multiple vitamin is over at solaray.com. And there's one specifically for women. So for the Her Podcast audience, Run on over to solaray.com. And then once again, now that we've ended the episode, pace yourself and get on over to iTunes and rate and review the show because we want to hear your feedback. My team and I just go, yay. And what I can tell you is that I just love these episodes where we can combine food and science knowledge. All right. Well, I'm Dr. Pam Peek. I'm host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, Spotify, the platforms, blah, blah, blah. Find us because we're there. That's the Herb Podcast with Dr. Pam Peek. All right. Well, listen, thanks for listening today and coming on down to learn more. Stay safe and stay well.